Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from. Put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry. Be very afraid. You'll be our number one I'm fan and one get day. carried away. All working, no play, you know it. Always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every nards? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Welcome to Headcanon. Tonight we have a very special guest. Uh, I know you from, we worked at World of Beer together. Uh, just just such a pleasant person. Uh, Katie Hartfield, how are you doing this evening? I am lovely, yeah. as I am most evenings when I have alcohol. Yes, <laughs> amen. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited. Good. Yeah. So oh, me too. That. I'm very excited about this. As I've been am talking I. About this for like how long ago was it? Like two months at least. A couple Something months ago. Like that. I think it was like late February ish. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I have to, and what? And how? So how have you been? I haven't. I haven't. What's that, Brent? Yeah. People are gonna start not believing you that you're gonna be on a podcast. I know. Yeah. It's exactly like. Um. I'm like. Um. Hello. This is like. You know. The only thing I'm sad about is that. Um. The movie. Uh, though I love the movie that we're talking about. Um. I desperately wanted to do the thing. Oh. Right. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, we, we can and for, talk about that too. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. We can. It ties in. Yeah. 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 So everybody at home, we're talking about. Uh. You brought to us 1994's In the Mouth of Madness. Um. Which is a great choice, and this will wrap up. We've done previous episodes uh, with a guest named John King, who's a film professor guy. And uh, so we did uh, John Carpenter's The Thing and Prince of Darkness. And this is so this will be the third movie in the trilogy, um, which I'm excited to talk about. But but so, but what have you been up to, Katie? I haven't talked to you in I, let's see. I wor we worked together what four years ago maybe three or four years at like least that? yeah at least about four yeah 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 so what have you been up yeah. to what do you what are you up to nowadays um i am up to nowadays um as of today i'm 60 days away from my wedding nice not, not that thrilled and excited it's too stressful but you know <laughs> it is you know <laughs> but um yeah those can be stressful -wise, aside from getting married i'm i'm finishing up my um, degree at DePaul. I'm doing a psych major with a sociology minor as a pre-med. Oh, wow. So just busy stuff. And that's finally kind of coming together to where I can pretty much just focus on that. And yeah, this yeah. here is like my kind of diversion because <laughs> <laughs> it gives me time to talk to people about movies. Like, <laughs> like, 
two things I love, talking and movies. Yeah. Nice. Uh, us as well, for sure. <laughs> I've <Yes>. known it. <laughs> so, Brent, what have you, you been up to since, what is it, last week, a week ago I talked to you? Yeah, we had a good uh, good Mother's Day. It was uh, some awesome weather uh, all weekend. Uh, yeah, and uh, happy Mother's Day, Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, happy belated yeah, Mother's Day. I, we had, Scarlett had her soccer game on Saturday, like at 11, and then I've got like fried for some reason. Like it was maybe, <laughs> it was like maybe 60 degrees, but like you can see like I'm burned all yeah. the hell. And then I, for some reason, wore like a red shirt and my red glasses. Now I just look. <laughs> just to accentuate. I don't know what I look like. Look at that cartoon, I bet. Just full on. Just going with it. Just going yeah. with it. Yeah, it just looks like your whole screen is just tinted red. I can't, I can't really tell. Yeah, it's, I tell you, my favorite color's red. <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I mean, like the 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 cover art for the movie was just straight up so much red. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. That's so right. you're like, yeah, you're on theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, this yeah. is one of those movies. Like I the um the movie cover is always evocative. Like I remember seeing it in. in video stores when i was a kid but i don't i don't think i've ever watched this movie before this weekend i just watched it for this episode and and uh yeah i really enjoyed it all around i mean you got you got sam neil you know you uh oh. you can't go wrong okay i wonder if I... the same if the same person that drew the art for the the box also did the covers for those books i think in... i think that's more than likely i didn't look up any trivia but i wouldn't be surprised and like you, you mentioned Sam Neill, like you said, you can't go wrong. And this was like in the the '90s heyday of Sam Neill. Like he did Jurassic Park, yeah, and just was like a film god for like seven years, I guess. Where it was just like he he was like right there alongside like Harrison Ford and everybody else who was just like yeah. everybody loves this guy. Yeah. I was obsessed with Sam Neill because I saw um, Jurassic Park when I was three. And just like that was kind of the first action hero person that fixed in my brain somehow <laughs> before even like Harrison Ford or anybody else. Right. Yeah. Um, cause That's like funny. I grew up with like, um, Star Wars and, and, and like, and, and Indiana Jones. So you would think that like Harrison Ford was in my brain as like superhero guy, like, or action hero guy rather. And it was like, Nope, I saw Jurassic Park <laughs> and was traumatized by a T-Rex at the age of three. And Sam Neill was the one that saved the kids. So he was the action right. hero. <laughs> Your celebrity crush is Sam Neill. <laughs> it is. It is. He I was, love that. Like, <laughs> well, it's, it's so wild that he That's did awesome. this movie like just i think this was like one year after i think jurassic park is 93 yeah. so i think he did this like the next year mm-hmm. and then there another movie i love uh event horizon we just watched event yeah, horizon yeah. friday oh nice had you seen I'm it before we watched mouth of madness wednesday and then it was like, hey, you might like Event Horizon. And he was like, oh, it's another Sam Neill movie. And I was like, I know the soundtrack for Event Horizon. Like, I grew up with a lot of the music. I was like, I, but I hadn't seen it. Oh, so we okay. watched Event Horizon on Friday. And so we just kind of had, like, this mind-bending weekend. <laughs> it sounds like. Yeah, I love Event Horizon. I saw that repeatedly when I was a kid. And it's another one that has these kind of, like, Lovecraftian kind of tone yes. it's like it's like space lovecraft yes <laughs> i think that's awesome like to call it that because um because like it, it gives you all of that weird vibe of like the, the 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 lovecraft like monster 
chills and it was bizarre and like they had to cut out a half hour of event horizon just to like release it really yeah there was so much stuff that was just like they were like they couldn't get it to fly so they had to cut out like 30 minutes of the movie people were just truly disturbed when they did screenings (laughs) just the executives and the producers and stuff they're like no no right yeah because there was a lot of disturb it's been a while since i've seen it but yeah there was a lot of disturbing imagery in that movie and and i feel like that's because we've talked about a couple other movies uh maybe alien was one of them and um, we've covered a movie on this podcast but like there's this weird trope in sci-fi movies especially around that time where every spaceship has to have a room that's just like kind of water dripping and chains. Oh, yeah. There's like yes. chains rattling and water dripping, and I don't, yes. I don't really know why. But every spaceship has to have that like chains and water room. <laughs> yes, that's like so such a trope. It's it's like where did it come from? Right, I have no idea. It's funny in this movie they do it's the insane insane asylum, mm-hmm. and there's there this random trivia on IMDb that was like it, it's an insane. Ins- um, it's an abandoned water treatment plant in like Toronto. Okay. And I was like, okay. But then like, there was like this weird part that was afterwards that was like, and now no one's allowed to go in it because of nine 11. Like, That's weird. Wait, how, I, I want to know how those two in things Toronto? go together. <laughs> yeah. And it's an abandoned water treatment plant. And that's what the insane asylum is, is, is uh, filmed in. Huh. That's weird. <laughs> That's interesting. It's a nice. It was a nice environment. It was a pretty cool looking building. It definitely didn't feel like a water plant. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, and I, I think I just remembered another role where I, I. This took me by surprise, but in Thor Ragnarok, I don't know if you guys remember mm-hmm. when they're doing the play. Like Thor goes back to Asgard, and they're doing the play, and like Matt Damon plays Thor, and like one of the guys from. Um, Oh, that biker TV show is playing Loki. I don't know if you remember it. They're just doing a very... Loki is like sitting there watching a play about the death of Loki. And Sam Neill plays Odin. <laughs> like, oh, he's, he's, he's an actor right. playing Odin. Yeah. And Matt Damon's in that scene too? That's yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's super brief. I don't it's, remember that. It's real funny. It's like the shortest little cameo of these guys. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. I love it. I need it. to go back and watch it again. Because, yeah, that was so fun. That was good. Yeah. I... Um, <laughs> Fun trivia thing. I keep saying, like, with how stressed out I am about, like, dealing with my wedding stuff, the Thor movie comes out on the day I get married. Nice. Okay. And I keep saying, can we just, like, skip the wedding and go see the movie? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I wouldn't blame you. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'll show up for the after party. Um, (laughs) We just went to go see Doctor Strange this weekend, actually. Nice. Because it's Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I really, I was, when I saw that that's what they titled it, I was like, oh, I got so excited because it's Sam Raimi Mm -hmm. um, who, directing it, and he, like, his twist, his camp on, his, his campy twist that he has that's just, like, unique to him, plus just the environment of being Doctor Strange, um, and how, like, bizarre just the reality of Doctor Strange is, plus adding on to it the kind of, the mood of the MCU that's been pre-established, so then, like, kind of seeing what Sam Raimi does with that, yeah. and you've got Scarlet Witch in there, and you've got, like, the multiverse, everything's twisted and bent, and I was so excited because I was already familiar with Mouth of Madness mm-hmm. being, like, this twisted, bent, 
like mind fuck, if yeah. you will, <laughs> which is what it truly is in yeah. the end. And I was just like, I have to see this. And I, I was determined to go and I, I needed to watch Mouth of Madness. And and my fiance had to see it. Yeah. <laughs> so and and then we had to go and see Doctor Strange <laughs> before I did this podcast with you guys. Yeah. Well, and that was part of your pitch to me too. Was that was yeah. that Doctor Strange was coming out? And so I went. I saw it Thursday night. The, by the time I bought tickets, the seats were pretty much sold out except for the midnight showing. So like mm-hmm. I went. <laughs> I went by myself to a midnight showing on Thursday mm-hmm. night, and then I thought we might have to. I don't know, have Brent leave the room or something so we didn't spoil the movie for him. But I don't think there's a lot of... I think Doctor Strange and the Multiverse... I'll forget. Well, no, that's the thing. I think think the name is like a fun, like pulpy, like pulp comic name. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But I think it has very little to do with... This movie is in the mouth of madness and it's obviously based on the Lovecraft story at the the Mountains of Madness, which is Mm -hmm. part of his whole Cthulhu mythos. Um, Right. But I don't think as far as like any content wise or theme wise or I, re- I really didn't feel like the Dr. Str- I loved it. I thought it was great. There was so much going on in that movie, but I didn't feel like it really tied into the kind of the Lovecraft stuff. It's namesake. I, you know what I mean? I do agree. I think it was more just kind of like an homage type, you yeah. know, it thing sounded cool <laughs> in name kind of in, in just in name, not yeah. really thematically or 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 just like anything with the story it was just kind of you know playing with the name which i thought it was fun i thought it was cool that they did that because like a lot of people don't really know like the back story and connections of a lot of these things so um just those kind of little things you've got in your pocket like i know where this comes from (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, but yeah it was really good though i liked a lot of the uh, the story development and character development that they did um in that in in doctor strange and then kind of going back to mouth of madness i thought that when i was watching that because i hadn't i haven't seen it in at least 10 years Uh I want to say I hadn't seen it in at least 10 years which just makes me feel old I'm not old (laughs) but like saying that just makes you feel old like it was 10 years ago back in my life Brent Brent just shared on Facebook the other day he showed some pictures of when we were doing comedy like 17 years like almost 20 years ago and I was like I was like god damn that's we were young. You know? We were young looking. Yeah, is that so wild? Young, babes. Yeah. That's weird. I found I found this old planner that I had, and I was like looking through it and like oh like seeing like old business cards from you know because back then like take a business card or whatever, and and then there's like a zipper and I unzipped it and there was a stack of photos, and it is and I told this story and I forgot to send you the picture, Corey. But there were those Pizza Hut, us working at Pizza Hut, goofing off. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture of one of the guys, and he's pretending to put his hand in a dough roller. And I took a picture of it. it he's pretending, right? Was it Nick? Something like six months later, the homeboy got his hand stuck in that same dough roller. Oh, Jesus. It was and I Nick? have a picture of him pretending to do it. Oh, my God. That's, that's wild. Yeah, the dude, dude made We consider it. that a pre existing condition. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He diagnosed with stupidity. <laughs> That's gross. That yeah. stuff grosses me out. That's truly. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I only wanted to say it because it's such a weird coincidence. 
<laughs> I don't like shit like that. Uh, I it's hilarious because like I um I actually like I watch surgery videos for oh, wow. fun, <laughs> and 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 that and that kind of stuff, you know, limbs and meat grinders and stuff grosses me out. But like what I'll kind watch of surgery videos. Do you watch all of the things? <laughs> I, um, all of the things. I can't yeah. do plastic surgery though. That Why? gross. Huh. That creeps me out. Oh, I like, don't know. Put like the like, wand in the person. Yeah, like, like the, the, the liposuction or <laughs> breast, breast um, implant removal or like I don't know what it is, but adipose tissue is just the most ugh. And pus, I can't yeah, do pus. Oh, you don't like yeah, the pus no, videos? Forget <laughs> uh, it. Pus and fat. If those are visible on the, I'm just like, nope. Next, nope, nope. I've watched, you know, C-section videos. I've watched heart replacements i've watched brain operation this is what i do for fun I'm my mother-in-law my mother-in-law will come over and somewhat chastise me for allowing the kids to like play a video game that's violent or like watch something kind of violent and then like i'll come into the room later and she'll put a show on that's like a medical drama or a crime drama and it's like the most disgusting depiction of like <laughs> some dude's chest is just wide open I'm like yeah. what <laughs> and then yeah. people are just like different? elbow deep in guts <laughs> but they're saving his life it's like are they low <laughs> right they're trying to they're trying well see trying. that's like i have this weird thing where like i can watch almost anything in a horror movie which mm-hmm. and yeah. and a lot of times in a horror movie things can look very realistic right like it could be very graphic but for some reason, there's just that disconnect. There's that distance of knowing that it's not real. Uh-huh. Where, uh, so like, but on the flip side, like any videos of any like real bodily injury, even like medical, like, I, no, I can't. Like even like even like the most basic shit. I'm like, no, that that is disturbing. I can't watch it. You know? uh, I think when, I, when I was younger, I was curious about that. Oh yeah, I was like, I'd never seen anything like that, and it freaked me out. But like now, it's like I can't see that shit. Yeah. I couldn't at all when I was younger, and I'm. It's still like it, I get the heebie-jeebies, but like farming accidents are the ones. Stay away from those because farming equipment, <laughs> farming equipment, just like mangles everything it touches, and yeah. just so if you know that there's farming equipment involved in a video, just like just stay skip. away. Okay, um, that's good advice. <laughs> so if that makes you, yeah, those are the ones that I recommend staying away from. Um, <laughs> But I did like I thought it was funny though because I I had like I said I hadn't seen Mouth of Madness in like at least ten years, and I for some reason remembered it being a lot there being like more I don't know I I don't know like the thing had like so much monster stuff and creepy stuff and gory almost like stuff uh-huh. going on and Prince of Darkness was. <laughs> was what it was that was something else you know yeah that was a strange madness was just bent in Mm. them it was mentally twisted yeah and i thought that was like i'm watching it and i was like oh i I completely forgot that there wasn't really that much like graphic stuff Mm -hmm. it was a lot of suggestions of things that were happening um and and it was just kind of like playing with your mind like oh well what's behind that what's behind that door number three or whatever i don't know we're not going to show you like you know and i was like i completely forgot there was like 
there was that one moment where like he's going down the corridor and these weird monster things are chasing after him but you right. even you barely really see any of that and i was just like that i think is what makes it better at, yeah. at, at yeah. giving you that like sense of like it's eerie and it's scary because he you don't know what he's seeing he's like or or even kind of maybe he's not actually really seeing this because he's so busy busy running away you like get that that same vibe with him where you're just like um what is it i want to see i don't know it's moving <laughs> too fast but it's too dark it's blurry he's running he fit i don't know you know and it's right. just there's so right. much confusion and that makes it more scary yeah but also yeah. it's also from night. 1994 so it's almost hard to get scared at the same time <laughs> right well and i like the one thing this movie does that i think is is on point for a lovecraft movie right is that lovecraft like his favorite way to describe anything was like it was indescribably horrible it was it was mind shattering <laughs> in a way words cannot describe there are no yeah. words to describe it's how like, terrifying that's your one job dude <laughs> right <laughs> but but he takes but, the complete opposite from stephen king and just yeah, says, like, yeah a- absolutely yeah absolutely but i think I think the point of like, and I, I, some, I feel like somebody, this was like a thread I read on social media recently, maybe, or something. So this isn't coming from me, but somebody made the point that with Lovecraft, a lot of people make the mistake that like the monsters are so scary, like it breaks your mind and you go insane. But that, that was never really the point of Lovecraft. Lovecraft, what was truly terrifying about Lovecraft was whether it was the monsters or whatever it was, like the, the protagonists of his stories would get a peek behind whatever is behind reality. And it was just so monumental. And so, uh, like you can't, what you can't, like you're unable to understand it and you realize how small and irrelevant and minuscule you are. And that's where the terror comes from. And this, this threat, this threat I was reading was like, it would be like an ant, not seeing a human as a scary monster, but like, an ant ascending to the level of a human and being like, oh, in this moment, I realized that there are things like bills and cars and jobs and like understanding the, the full scope of human experience. And then all of a sudden going back down to being an ant. And that's where the madness comes in. Like that's the insanity is like realizing that reality is so much more than you could ever uh, conceive of. And, th- and then being brought down to just the person that you are, you know? Yeah. That's cool. And then also, like, kind of understanding that this isn't a space that you're even capable of functioning in. Right. Yeah. It's like, not only does reality go beyond anything you ever fathomed before, but but reality is also something that you could never function in. Right. And it's like you can't, because you know, you know it's there. You've seen it. And you had like this moment of understanding it, but not really understanding it. And it's so far beyond your ability to understand that you have to come back to the only space that you can understand, but it's too late because you know, it's there, right. but you also know that there's no way you can function there because right. that's like beyond. It's like, it's, it's, right. it's, it's like, have you ever heard about like, um, mushrooms? This is the thing they say when you're contemplating <laughs> in infinity, mm-hmm. you know, because mm. like, how do you, how do you, how do you, rationalize um infinity like it goes on it doesn't start it doesn't end where am i in it 
is there a here? Is there a there? Where are, you know, how does it work? And it's like, when you start to try to think about infinity, you literally use, like, you'll lose your mind if you really try to think about infinity. And then suddenly you're in that padded cell. You're drawing crosses on the walls with your black crayon. (laughs) Right, drawing on your face. (laughs) Your face. Right. That was like the best. It was like, how did, that was my number one thing. I'm like, okay. So when he's in his cell, his padded cell, he's colored all these, all way he doesn't have a ladder or a chair that he can reach that high have you ever tried to color on your face with a crayon doesn't work all the time he was sweaty (laughs) yeah there's no reason it yeah it's completely unrealistic that's the most unrealistic part of the movie there's like a pastel crayon have you used those before yeah maybe it was one of those yeah Yeah. but it was a single crayon and do you know how fast those pastels wear out (laughs) (laughs) that's true this is the most unrealistic part of this film. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I was like, come I on, Sam teaching, I remember teaching the third grade, and kids would break a crown, and they'd be like, oh, I broke the crown. I'd be like, now you have two. <laughs> you, you just shifted <laughs> their perspective. The third grade. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was, um, that, that is hilarious, because like my son just, he'll, he used to do that thing where he would break a crown, and I'd be like, now there's, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. work. He was just like, no, it needs to be one crayon. Now I can't use it. Yeah. So, uh, I like Samuel's like, crayon didn't break. You're like, look, <laughs> he was real pissed. The, guy, yeah. the other doctor walks in. He's like, how are you feeling today? I broke the crown. <laughs> but then you're, but then you're like, look in the grand infinite universe, yeah. everything is one, including the crayon, you know? <laughs> Thanks doc. How do I'm you dead. know? You didn't see into the void. <laughs> Uh, oh, which was cool i thought that was kind of fun at the end the, the way they kind of revealed the void at the end i totally forgot oh when yeah. he like tears open the tears open the, the page the pages yeah yeah, yeah when he's like, trying to like read the page like what was left of the page yeah. i did read some of it yes yeah, it was like i'm like upside down and sideways and trying to like <laughs> okay on this side of the tear and that side of the tear it was really funny yeah it was really funny <laughs> I heard that they 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 ripped a lot of those little lines from Lovecraft. Oh like yeah, explanations or like if they're reading from the book. I believe it. Yeah, it's it your fiance. No, it's my child. Oh, well, you're like looking <laughs> up. How, how tall is that eight year old? Oh, well, he's um across the room, so I'm looking past <laughs> my computer. <laughs> like I was just like towering individual. You're like. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's just past my computer, so. <laughs> um, Perspective. Yeah, he, uh, I thought it was, like, funny. Like, I, I think that they did, they probably did just take some Lovecraft text and just, like, slap it on there and tried to see, like, but at the, it was it was also, and that's funny, is it was the 90s. You don't have the same level of, like, now where you're going to, you know, stare at it and, right. and, and figure it out. Like, they yeah. could have used, they could have used a rest from home and gardens or something for all we know <laughs> right and you know what i mean yeah and um, nobody would have noticed or... <laughs> until the home release when they tried to pause it on vhs and they still couldn't see the resolution exactly. still wouldn't have been good enough to see what it said so exactly <laughs> so anyway back to the there's a couple things in the movie uh like the beginning i know john carpenter does like all his own music which is always yeah. great uh you, you know yeah. go ahead brant what were you gonna say that music, the, the opening music, I thought was a, I thought that was like the Metallica song. Inter Sandman. Little baby. Yeah, it sounded exactly like Inter Sandman. Yeah. 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 
which I mean, which so- is which is interesting. I, I I wouldn't be surprised. I would not at all be surprised if he was kind of going on that because with how the movie went and it was just so like, you know, um, my is this a dream? Is this reality? What's going on? It's like the yeah. the, the whole like, um, you know, that kind of like that. It's a nightmare, you yeah. know. And it kind of I feel like you know, Enter Sandman kind of ties. Well, with oh, that yeah. idea, That's so true. maybe he was. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he was kind of trying to um, <laughs> bring out that that vibe for it to just kind of get that like that little earworm of like that's like Enter Sandman and just kind of put that in your head. Yeah, or maybe I, I could even see him like asking permission to use that music, and mm-hmm. Lars, you know, Lars would be like, "That'll be like a hundred thousand dollars," <laughs> you know, and John Carpenter was like, "Fuck it, I'll write my own version," you know, "Fuck you, Lars yeah. Ulrich." Yeah. So. I, 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 although I feel like John Carpenter wouldn't even bother asking. He's like, I'm going to make my own music, yeah. damn it. That's I'm John true. Carpenter. Um, although he didn't do, he didn't do the music for the thing though. He got, um, Inyo Morricone to do the music for the thing. Okay. Um, and that was, that's one of my, I love that album or that soundtrack. I, um, I actually used, um, a piece of which track contamination off of the thing soundtrack to um, in, in one of my classes last quarter as an example of a piece of dissonant music. Nice. <laughs> so he didn't do the, uh, the soundtrack for the thing, which I think is a good thing that he, he didn't do <laughs> for sure. Like that music really made that movie, um, the music in it was probably at least 40% of that movie was the mood that the yeah. music um, really carried through. But the opening from Mouth of Madness was just like, um, <laughs> it was just like, what's, what's, what's happening? I'm not yeah. sure. And like, this it was is in your grandma's John Carpenter movie. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like pseudo Metallica. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, and yeah, sometimes with Carpenter, you get like that iconic, like Halloween the, I think one of the last episodes we recorded was on Halloween, where you get the like, which is just classic, you know. And then sometimes, you know, it's not as memorable. But. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I don't, I don't have any recollection whatsoever of the music for like Prince of Darkness or They Live or anything yeah. like that. I'm like, yeah, there was music. Like, if I were to watch them. I would probably chuckle and say, like, that's classic John Carpenter music. Right. But then as soon as the movie was over, I'd be like, yeah, I don't remember anything about this music. <laughs> like, it's yeah. recognizable when you hear it, but it's not, but everything isn't going to stick with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, but uh, a couple things about the beginning of this movie. I like when they, they first bring Sam Neill in to the, the psychiatric ward or wherever they are, the, the water treatment plant. Um, and I like when they finally get him in the cell and he's like, he's yelling. He's like, I'm sorry about the balls. It was just, it was just a lucky shot. <laughs> he, he said it like three times. Yeah. 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 He was really sorry. And then I immediately, I <laughs> and then that doctor that like admits him with the bow tie, I was like, that guy looks really fucking familiar. And then it took me a few minutes, but he's the guy from Gremlins 2. He's like the boss. He's like the top guy at that corporation. 
And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, know I don't you're remember Gremlins. I know I've seen Gremlins. He always kind of plays like a slimy businessman, though, I think. Yeah, and then, and then like like a goofy cornball way. To, he He's really good at like playing super serious, but also like cornball goofy at the same time. Uh, John Glover is his name, but yeah, super talented dude. He was also in a Shazam recently, the DC movie, which okay. I, I really enjoyed. I thought it was one of the... I did, too. Yeah. yeah. We Especially, saw that at the theater. Oh, nice. Um, back when it came out. It yeah. was That was fun. I don't remember him. I mean, I don't really remember him in general, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe if I remembered the character. I don't know. I saw it the one time. He was, again, he was like the head CEO guy. Same role, basically. Okay. Um, he's no he's no heartthrob Sam Neill from no. Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm never living that down. I've <laughs> I mean, okay, but Sam Neill is ageless. That was yeah. 30 years ago, and he still looks good, okay? The right. man, he, there, so there's this thing. Okay, it's funny because the psychiatrist or whatever who in Mouth of Madness was talking with Sam Neill, uh-huh. He was also in um, Tron. He was in, um, what is that, Titanic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in a handful of other things. He's yeah. one of those people who, like, one day he looked 50, and maybe he was 30. When he's, like, it's like he could be 30 years old, but he looks 50. But he looked 50 for 50 years, his whole <laughs> career, you know? He just looked the same age. Yeah. And that's, like, and I feel like, um, who else has done that? I feel like, um... We talked about somebody recently who was like that. I can't remember who it was, though. Yeah, like, there's some people who just have that where they they just kind of, like, they look much older than they are, but then they don't age. And then they get to that age, and it's like, oh, you've always looked this age. But then they get past that age, and they still look, like, 50 (laughs) or whatever. And it's like, I'm 80, and I still look 50. What, what, you know, it's like, (laughs) I got this, like, you, you have to sacrifice... 10, 15 years of your life looking really old, but then you spend the last 30, 40 years of your life looking really young. Right, yeah. Well, we, and it, I remembered it. We we were talking about on our episode of The Exorcist, which was released in 1973, right? Max von Sydow, he, lo- he played like a 90-year-old man in that movie. He looked like he was 90 years old in 1973. Fast forward, like 50 years later... He's in Star Wars The Force Awakens, like, mm-hmm. looks exactly the same. He looks like uh, a 90-year-old dude, like, 50 years later. <laughs> like, <laughs> he did, um, he was in the 80, 80, which, 80-something, Dune, back in the day. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. One of my, like, top five favorite movies, um, Did you see the new off, one? I don't, like, not even a conversation. I've all, I just... I love that movie. I saw the new one. I need to rewatch the new one. I loved the new one. Yeah, it was great. There were things, there were things about the new one that I was just kind of like disappointed. I was like, mm, <laughs> I wish they had done this. But it didn't take away from the film in any way. Yeah. Just like those little things that I would have liked to have seen a little differently. But um, Max von Sydow and then um, and Jürgen Prochnow, who was the author yeah. in Sutter, Mouth of Madness. Sutter Kane, yeah. Sutter yeah, Kane. Yeah, Sutter Kane. Who, which, although, also, I was just like, where did they come up with this name? <laughs> well, I couldn't help it. Every time they said the name, I kind of <laughs> wanted to laugh. It was, it's a goofy name, but I think it's, I think it's, a, even, even in the movie, they mention that he, he outsells Stephen King, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this author, he's supposed to be like, 
and I, I think even John Carpenter and Stephen King were friends. I mean, uh, John Carpenter directed Christine, right? Which mm-hmm. is a Stephen King story. Um, yeah. So I think he was really supposed to be. It's got to be a play on Stephen King, Sutter Kane, yeah. somewhere in there. I, it was, it's a I, weird I, name, you know. It sounds like it is weird. It sounds like it's a winery in the Napa Valley. Like, <laughs> oh yes, it does. Yes. Sutter Kane. It oh, does. Let oh me enjoy God. this this five five year old Sutter Kane. Our two hundred year old grapes <laughs> are finely picked and handcrafted with right. Here at Sutter Kane. <laughs> Each label has been preyed on by satanic cultists. <laughs> and the winery is If, if, if you slowly cut out right. the red label with the white label and piece right. them together, you open a portal to hell. Right. Under, <laughs> right. Under, under, under each cork is an infinity of, of creatures and reality you've never, you can't even comprehend. Yeah. <laughs> it's indescribable in what words humans cannot yeah. fathom. Note, yeah. notes of indescribable taste hit your mouth hit your taste buds fermented by bugs that sat in the bowels of demons for oh, centuries no. you to then be put in oak barrels centuries old with fine bourbon whiskey <laughs> yeah I would oh, drink that wine I would try it that's, that's too much. That's too much. Oh my god. Uh, it oh, does sound like exa- and, and it's a winery in New Hampshire where can they even grow grapes for wine over? I don't know. Probably yeah. some kind of grapes, I'm sure. Something. Maybe strawberries or something. Yeah. Who knows? Oh man. Uh, um, but yeah, I thought that was um kind of funny because I was watching it and I was like. Um, Jurgen Prochnow, who was in um, Dune, and then like you mentioned, Max von Sydow, who was also in Dune. And like every time I watch all of these older movies, I just feel like, like I want to go back. I want to go back and watch and be in a time where all of these people are the people who are doing all, who are acting and everything. And I just want to watch movies with these guys. And sorry, Brad Pitt and George Clooney, but I just want to go back. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's true there was yeah d- very different yeah it's just kind of a different style a little bit of a different yeah. flavor for yeah. sure these are like uh, these are the uh, like a lot of this stuff is the movies i grew up on you know sam neill um yeah. you know I, I... <laughs> yeah <laughs> you had post just, posters in your room all the yes, walls just covered with I, sam neill it's so funny because like i didn't i kind of understood the idea of nostalgia but now that i'm like in my 30s nostalgia is just like oh my god this is what this is i want to find yourself ordering on amazon those like archaeological like vests for your fiance oh go yeah go lift something yes put this on yes and um oh that's actually funny because when we're watching it so um I don't know if this is possibly the girliest thing to happen on this podcast today, but I made a fashion comment. A fashion comment? When we're watching, uh, when we're watching the movie, I said, you know what I think is kind of interesting is that the clothes that everybody's wearing is somewhat timeless in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like he's just wearing uh, blue jeans and a blazer yeah. and a button-down shirt. Which you could wear anytime. <laughs> like you could wear that today, That's and true. that movie could 
could be happening today. And, like, she's wearing, like, a, just an all-white, like, a long sweater, slacks, blouse. Yeah. You could wear that today. That's true. And I just kind of thought that was an interesting, like, I noticed how the clothes were, they were definitely 90s cut and style. Right. However, just like a general, in general, it still felt like, this could have been the 70s or the 80s or the 2000s right. or today. Like, it kind of had this interest. The, the thing that does it is, like, nobody has a cell phone and the cars are ancient at this point. Right. But, um, <laughs> right, but yeah. for the most part, just, like, the people and how things are, it's like, this is just, just close. And I like when that happens in movies when they're not, like, overly fashionable. Yeah. And, and, and it just really feels like these are just people and this is just stuff that's happening. And, um, and then with this being like so wild and out there, how, um, how these people didn't seem like, like if you're watching something that's like in 1950, you know, like the pod people, you know, it's like, it totally has 1950s vibe, you know, the, the shirt and tie and stuff. Whereas (laughs) you just could, it could have been 1950, but it just like, I really liked that you didn't, you, you weren't pulled out of what was going on because of any weird stuff. Like people were super fashionable. Like the clothes didn't matter. The cars didn't matter. Furniture, like nothing really mattered as far as like the settings aside from like the painting doing that weird stuff right <laughs> which was on purpose but yeah. then nothing else was really you know architect nothing was really there to kind of give you a feel for when this is happening yeah it's just yeah. that it's happening yeah well and, and i almost i almost feel like the 90s was kind of like unique as far as being the um oh there's a word for it but kind of the like the barrier between like it's recent enough that we were like things like the inner, you know, you weren't using rotary phones at the time. Like they still had like some, some people were using cell phones, especially when you get to around the year 2000. Um, so they still had a lot of modern technology, like the internet still kind of existed, but it's, it's not so old that it's like 1950s, you know, kind of aesthetic. So I do kind of get that feel that like stuff from the nineties is kind of timeless or can be. But, mm-hmm. but right, there then, was the internet, there were computers. Right. Yeah. But it was but, kind of just like it is now, just no phones. No right. No smartphones. And and so I wonder that. But then I also wonder if that's not just my own like aesthetic bias. Because sometimes I'll be watching something with my daughters and they'll be like, Oh my god, that's so nineties. And I'm like, wait, what? What? What like <laughs> What was what what specifically is nineties about this? Yeah. Yes. yes, I'm waiting for my son to start doing that to me because he doesn't really have like a sense of, of time like of decades and, and time in that way yet. Right. He knows when things are old, but it's he's just starting to do that where he's like, That's really old and I'm like, What do you mean that's really old? And he literally the other day he was like, This is really old, Mom and I was like, How do you know it's old? He goes, Nobody has a cell phone. They could have just called the police. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Just make, just bury me already. Like, I just, I might as well. He asked me, like, if I, the number one thing was when he realized, um, it was probably about three years ago. He asked me one day, he just comes into my room and he says, hey, mom, what's it like being old? <laughs> And I was just like, get out of my house. Like, that's what it's like being old. You can leave. You know? Hey, and you so, live on your own now. Um, I think, like, he started realizing, like, what age was at that time. And now he's starting to get a better sense of 
of of periods of time and right. I'm waiting to watch like movies like this with him and he's just gonna be like watching this movie and saying like why didn't they just call the cops or why didn't they just because if they had cell phones obviously this whole thing would have been totally different right you know yeah. and I'm waiting to watch these kinds of things with him and say well you know Jurassic Park he's seen Jurassic Park but we haven't watched it in a little while I'm waiting for us to watch that again and he says if they had a cell phone, this wouldn't have been a problem. Like, right. shut up. You're taking us out of the movie now. Right. Yeah, the satellite wasn't working or something. Shut up. <laughs> exactly. Well, and it's funny to see, like, because with my daughters, especially my younger daughter, my middle child, she, she'll, she's really into, like, horror stuff and enjoys watching this kind of stuff with me. And, um, you know, she'll, like, Jaws, she really enjoyed. She really dug Jaws. But then there are other stuff from the – there are other things from the 70s, like Alien – which is a great movie, but the first half of it is kind of slow, right? Like you would almost, there's a, you would almost never find a movie nowadays paced the same way that a movie like Alien is paced. So she made it to about halfway through the movie and she was like, dad, this is so slow. Like when is something going to happen? Like, I'm some, like, what, like, what is that? Nothing is happening. They just, they've yeah. done nothing. And, um, and yeah, so it's really just kind of shown me you know, her experience and, and where she's at at this point in time and how different her perception of, is of movies from that time, from like 50 yeah. years ago, you know? Yeah. I say that with a lot of movies nowadays, like Eli will want to watch something with me and I'll say, you're not going to like this or, you know, you can't watch it or something or, you know, for whatever reason, I'll feel like, you know, maybe not this time. And he'll ask, he always asks like, oh, is it rated? Like, is what is it the rating or is there like inappropriate stuff? And I'm like, no, you're going to be bored out of your mind, kiddo. <laughs> you're going to be bored out of your mind. This right. movie is from a time when you had to pay attention to enjoy a film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but, uh, all right, well, just a couple other things I want to touch on. Then I kind of want to ask you guys, there were, I, I think we had a lot of good conversation about the movie in general, but I don't know if there are any specific moments you guys want to touch on. What um, about the old lady at the motel, man, the happy Gilmore grandma, Mrs. Pickman, no. Mrs. Oh, Pickman. No, no, no. Yeah. Yes. She's America's grandma. She's yes, a- <laughs> she was in so much stuff. Yeah. I, I saw her and I was like, what countless things have I seen her in that I'm not remembering, but I know I've seen. Yeah. She's got her like husband in bondage, like under yeah. the table. On the ground. Yeah. Was he going crazy or were he, or was he normal and she was going crazy? They were I couldn't well, tell her This town didn't exist before Sutter Kane wrote it, so there who knows? Hobbs yeah. Corner? Is that what it's called? Hobbs Hobbs, Hobbs in. Hobbs in. Yeah. Yeah. Which was great, which is I think again was like another play on like a a Stephen King esque like New England mm-hmm. town, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I like but, that. As soon as they get there, they meet the old lady, and he's like, "You ever read the Sutter Kane books?" And she's like, "I don't know what that is." Yeah. And then it's like, with less than five minutes later, they're like at the church, and there's just like dudes like, "Come on out, Kane!" Like, <laughs> yeah, really quick. Oh yeah, that was like it was like what's what happened in between here? Um, that was very sudden, but also funny. Fun, fun fact, trivia thing. I don't know. Um, the guy, the dad guy, the townsman, he was the painting from Ghostbusters 2. Wait, he was Vigo? Oh, yeah. He was Vigo. No shit. Yeah. I'm not, not oh, even joking. No, I like can the see it now. The, the guy who was like in the bar later. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? I I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And I I'm just wow. like I was watching this and it was, there was so much when I was sitting there watching this movie and I just felt like like I said before I'm like I want to go back. <laughs> oh, all of fuck. these people who were just in all of these I grew up on B movies, <laughs> you know? And these are my B movie heroes. Like you could list all of these other like a-listers and i'm like i don't know who that is but give me a movie with lance henriksen yes. or bill paxton or you know freaking vigo right which is yeah any james cameron movie from that period but yes. how many how, how many nine-year-olds do you think had crushes on vigo the painting <laughs> that Ghostbusters do? Mm, i don't know i hope i don't mm, i'd be concerned <laughs> i'd be say, concerned that's what, one of my favorite lines in all of cinema is like what what is like on a mountain of bones in a hall of blood? I sat on a throne of suffering. Whatever it is, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. so what's good. It, it, um, oh, time is but a window. I will be. It's like death is but a door. Time is but a window. It's like that. Yeah. Now I gotta look it up. <laughs> oh yeah, I haven't. Jeez, I haven't seen Ghostbusters too in a while. I remember all the um, what's his name um. Janusz Poha. <laughs> that was oh, the guy. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, recall, man. That's impressive. Right on. That's impressive. Mr. Poha. <laughs> I remember all of his lines. <laughs> That's no, a, Dr. Wankman. You know, we, we, we just watched... And he's dressed as the nanny, as a ghost. <laughs> yes. A ghost nanny with like a big... <laughs> oh, we just rewatched all the ghostbusters movies including the newest one i need to see the and newest so, one my son is like obsessed with ghostbusters right now like mm-hmm. at this point in time that's like his main and which is interesting because we had this game luigi's mansion for the nintendo switch we've had for a while but it's basically mm-hmm. like a ghostbusters game so like he's been playing that a lot because it's just like luigi going around catching ghosts you know uh i gotta i i I know about that one we don't have that one yet eli would probably like that yeah it's fun it's like a ghost catching like puzzle game you know because you gotta yeah do certain things before you go to the next uh level but but this movie also has charlton heston right famous for 10 commandments and planet of the apes and i think big nra guy as well (laughs) i oh gosh like charlton heston yeah but, like we did watch the ten commandments every year like my grandmother was really? not happy if the ten commandments wasn't on the tv at some point oh at wow Easter time, you know um the ten Commandments. like i i grew up on the ten i know i could probably just sit there and recite the whole film while we're watching it you know <laughs> like it was every year that's wild <laughs> <laughs> so yeah very familiar with charlton heston soylent very green familiar. so much um, oh, and Ben Hur, you know. Ben Hur, yeah. Charles, yep. I've seen more Charlton Heston than anybody else my age, and that's not fair. <laughs> Planet of Peace. It's not fair to you. Yes. Yeah. Not fair to me because I no. can't talk about these things. Like I live, my sisters and I, we just like we have entire conversations in movie lines. Oh, yeah. oh yeah yeah absolutely like, that's it like we'll just have an exchange and like people don't know what's going on and we just move on with our lives and it's just like what just happened like i i am going through all of this whole thing of like watching movies with my fiance where he always got me watching things that he he liked and i'm just like 
but you don't know any of my movies. And so when I say when I say stuff, you don't know what I'm talking about. And we need to fix this. Like he watched, he made me watch Superbad. And I'm like, I am an adult woman with a child. I am not relating to these 17 year old boys trying to get laid. At all. Right. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. No, but it's funny because I watched. I remember watching that movie with my bro. I think Kara and I were married uh-huh. when that came out, and that and I, and I turned to her when it was done. I was like, "That was like a movie about me, about my life." <laughs> not the main character. It was like not the main characters of Superbad, really, but like. <laughs> oh no, no no no! That was the wrong movie. No, it was knocked up. <laughs> oh my god! No. Yeah, because I was like, you know, the friends in like the apartment. I was talking to my wife. I was like, that's kind of like how like I remember <laughs> like after high school. <laughs> oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. I, Sorry, I, I was the main characters because I think she would have had some uh, questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember we went to like a family function after that, and one of her like old aunts had seen the movie. And was like, I can't believe people live like that. And we had just saw it. And I remember Karen and I looking at each other like, oh, shit. <laughs> You're like, I live like that. <laughs> <laughs> I live like this. <laughs> well, and then this had the, the little, uh, the boy at the very end was a young Hayden Christensen, right? A young yes! Anakin Skywalker. Yes! I saw that. I told him. I was like, hey, it was Hayden Christensen. He was like, I was like, oh, my God. I... Oh my gosh! Yeah. I freaked out because I I had forgotten. I actually knew that, and I completely forgotten. Yeah. And I was just like, for no real reason, just that's mind blowing to think like he was like eleven years old or whatever on a bicycle in a John Carpenter movie, and then now he's literally Darth Vader on Disney Plus again. Yeah, which I'm I'm happy about. I feel so bad for him. And the little boy, Jake Lloyd, from the first one, that they got this, like, coveted, like, the role of the century is to play, like, Darth Vader in these prequels, right? But then the prequels were just so poorly received that these kids, I mean, they've, Hayden Christian, he's acted since then, right? He's done, he's done other stuff. Yeah. But the kid who played a young Darth Vader, he should be... He should be like an A-list leading man, right? If, yeah, if he, he should have a career. It does, yeah, something. Something, yeah. right, yeah. That Jacob Malfoy dude got a good, got some good acting roles later. Wait, yeah. from Harry Potter? Malfoy? Yeah, the Malfoy, is it Jacob? Draco. Draco, Draco. yeah. <laughs> Jacob Malfoy. <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> Jacob. He's a now. <laughs> Jacob Malfoy. <laughs> Ricky Malfoy. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> But no, I'm I'm glad for him. I'm glad that he's coming back. He's doing the Obi Wan Kenobi show. I'm glad that he's going to be in the Ahsoka show. So I'm I'm glad I'm glad is that he gets what it's called. Is it called the Obi Wan Kenobi show? It's just Obi Wan Kenobi is the name of it. Late night style. He's got a desk. <laughs> oh man, I I in Tatooine. I would watch oh, that. Lord. Yeah, yeah, it, it, watch, you know that'd be great. Just the you band, and McGregor with band, a mug. Is the bar yeah. band. The band, yes, hundred percent. Yeah, and his his co-host, the the co-host is just a Tuscan Raider who just like he's like, oh, it's his yes man. Yeah, yeah. Every time he makes a joke, oh. And Kenobi's like, yeah, that's that's about right. He's like, he's kind of like the. You're right, Tuscan Raider. He's like a Johnny Carson kind of guy. I love 
That's a really good point, Tuscan Raider. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know why we're not currently sitting in an SNL writing room, but you know. <laughs> we absolutely should be. Oh, this man. is good stuff. This I, is I quote I quote um uh, uh, what's it called uh Back to the Future. This is good stuff. I'm writing this down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I, in his sweaty journal. Yeah. What's that um, guy's name? What's that guy? George McFly. Who's the, the actor? Crispin. Uh, Crispin Glover. Uh, Crispin yeah. Glover. Yeah. It's so fucking strange. Yeah. I love <laughs> so bizarre. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really um, weird. But, but like he he like owns a castle and stuff. Yeah, I believe like, it. I'm that yeah. doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah, it's how strange he hated though. Back to the Future he, he because did. he thought that it taught children that like you could just get what you wanted That's at right. the end. Mm-hmm. Like because you could just fix anything. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, and one one other thing I wanted to mention is the the old woman who had her husband like. Uh, behind the desk her name was mrs pickman right which mm-hmm. i wish i had had more time i just watched this this weekend so i didn't have a whole lot of time to dig into super deep into the movie but pickman is a last name that comes up a lot in lovecraft uh, especially like there's a story called pickman's pickman's model and mm-hmm. a story called the thing on the doorstep where the main character uh their last name is pickman so okay. i think there are just like mul- multiple references in this movie to to lovecraft stuff yeah i did like um it was like a non-lovecraft lovecraft movie right um i do like that lovecraftian um stuff i've seen some of the like i mean watching um reanimator and and those kinds of things what what was what was the one where not reanimator the other one where he like his pineal gland is like growing out of his face and stuff what was that one called i don't know if i've seen that one Um, (laughs) oh Uh, I, that's like, a surgery video that you want. We need to no, see it. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not coming to me. It's slipping my mind the title of this movie, but um, I'm, we're probably going to finish this, and then it's going to hit me, and I'm going to be like, ah, oh, that's what it was. Um, we'll be the but, first person to ask if we could like hop on to like add something. <laughs> <laughs> be like, wait, wait, wait! I remember now. Um, but yeah, like those kinds of things. They were like that handful of like Lovecraft. Um, movies around the same time, like the, the 80s. Is it, is it From Beyond? Yes. Yeah, okay. It, it might be, yeah. I haven't seen it, that movie, but I know of it, yeah. It's very, it's fun. It's wild. It's yeah. bizarre. Um, but yeah, it's um, those, those like that Lovecraft thing. And I think that might kind of be one of the reasons why Carpenter did Mouth of Madness as well. Is like that period, there was a lot of stuff at that time that was just it was it was working people were liking it yeah. and these kinds of movies could be made because they were recognizing there was an audience for this i mean carpenter had his like solid what like 11 year run where he was just making movie after movie yeah and even when they were garbage studios were like <laughs> all right we'll green light the next one it's fine you made christine okay we forgive you what do you got next <laughs> right you know? well and, and i think lovecraft like for all his fault you know like uh you know terrible racism whatever his his flaws as a human being i think he was unique in like his approach to horror and that like just the unknowable infinite whatever and i think a lot of people like carpenter stephen king obviously like stephen king has done some direct homages to uh to lovecraft um but i think his uh shit i was going somewhere with that 
And now I'm blanking on it. Oh, no, no. Here I, here we go. So, speaking of Stephen King and Lovecraft, uh, a couple of my favorite Lovecraft-inspired stories is Stephen King's The Mist, uh, which is which is an incredible movie. If you if you yeah. haven't seen Stephen King's The Mist, the movie's great. Also, a recent movie, Annihilation, with yeah. Nat- Natalie Portman. One, did you see that? I did. I... Don't care for I it. I didn't. I don't know. I need to watch it again. <laughs> I watched it and I didn't like it, but I felt like I didn't like it because it was just, it was a lot. And I don't usually yeah. have that issue with a lot of, with movies where I'm just like, this is too much. I can't have, there was just, it was a lot in a way that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, it gave too much and too little at the same time. And nothing was, it, it didn't, it didn't feel cohesive at the end for me and okay. i don't mean like tied up with a bow but more like it got to the end and i was just like okay what the fuck <laughs> you know okay with 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 like the very end with the alien entity and all that is that what you're yeah. talking about i could there see that just, okay yeah you know, it, it was, was just like i and so it's like it's not that it was a bad movie i just came out of it feeling like why did I just spend this much time <laughs> watching this? What was it for? I don't know. <laughs> well, and that's fine. And different people have different opinions. It was actually one of the first episodes of Headcanon. I think it's episode like three or four is about Annihilation. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it's I love the movie, but your mileage may vary. Different people are going to take different things from it. But yeah. we had our friend, we had our friend Jordan Owens. No relation to me. I'm Bryn Owens. <laughs> Uh, not just you, Katie, but listeners at home. But I mean, his nickname growing up it was, and this is before this person got popular or famous, but we called Jordan Owens Jayla. <laughs> his nickname is still Jayla. That's true. Just, oh, and, nice. it, and it fits. That's like, nice. he's cool. <laughs> I just found out that there's, um, I just met a speech therapist named Haley Bieber. <laughs> oh really that's her given name she was Haley bieber first and i'm just like what is that like now living in the world like this <laughs> that's hilarious yeah oh i've got one my doctor i recently switched doctors mm-hmm. my doctor's michael scott <laughs> oh no okay, that's, wait a minute is that cool that poor man hilarious what do you but, got katie um goodness like 15 years back this yeah. guy in the city of chicago um, there was like an investigation and about his death, and his name was Michael Scott. <laughs> he was like on like the school board, like the City of Chicago Board of Education or something. Yeah. And it's like Michael investigating the death of Michael Scott, who like was found in the river. Right. And it yeah. was like this whole long thing, and we were just like Michael Scott. Oh no, he sold too much. Like the paper <laughs> people got to him. Right. You're like, is this an advertising stunt for the show The Office? Like, yes. Yeah. That, right. That was like, yeah. And then uh, Sam Neill is there and he's like, these are all just, these are all just conflict actors. Yeah. They're crisis actors. Right. And he pulls off his glasses, revealing his like sexy, sexy Sam Neill eyes, you know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's opening a bottle of orange juice. With muscles just rippling. That's right. Throw his blazer and button-down shirt. And his jeans. His chest and there's like a velociraptor claw. He doesn't need to use his muscles to open the orange juice. He just pulls out that velociraptor claw. Cracks it with the claw. Oh, man. 
God damn it. If I were Sam Neill, I would always carry a replica raptor claw around with me and open every bottle with it all the time. Yeah. (laughs) If I was Sam Neill, I mean, I would be Sam Neill. End of sentence. You know, like, what more is there to say? Right. Life would be good. You just wanted him to be your father. Right. You just wanted him to be your dad. He could have just been, like, you know, Jurassic Park, we'd have been out there, you know, uh, uh, you like enough you in your and... finger, and he takes out his big fucking claw, and he takes it out with it. <laughs> Look, dead shit. You know? yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, before we get into headcanons, do I, is there any uh, any other part of, part of the movie, anything else you guys want to talk about before we dive into headcanons? Uh, I mean, I could go on. I could go on. It's yeah. just like... I mean, I could talk about these th- this movie for like three hours, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was. I'll say this. Um, without getting into like too much specific about anything that happened in the movie, I feel like it's one of those movies that, for me, um, I think of it fondly. Yeah. Because I only watch it so rarely. Um, and it's like when you, it's one of those movies where it's not that it's a bad movie. It's just one of those movies that you watch and you, you enjoy, but then you don't want to go back to, except like if you have a reason to like, oh, you should see this movie and share it with somebody else. You know, yeah. it's not for me. It doesn't, it didn't have that. Like I've watched the thing countless times. I've watched yeah. that movie at least once a, uh, well, until recently, cause life has just been too busy. But for the longest, I watched that movie at least once a year. growing up because like i just love that movie but then mouth of madness is one of those where i feel like watching this just gets you it it gives you something else to think about and to enjoy and you get to have sam neill and uh (laughs) it's another carpenter movie and it's just i feel like it's one of those movies that kind of got lost like Nobody, nobody ever, nobody knows about it. I've yeah. mentioned this to a couple people over the last couple months leading up to us doing this now, talking about it. They had no idea what I was talking about. I said, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to do a podcast about um, Mouth of Madness. And then somebody was like, oh, you mean Multiverse of Madness? The, the, the Doctor Strange? And I was like, no, like, nope. I do not. I did not misspeak. Yeah. Well, you it- know, like nobody, no, and this is somebody who's like much older than me. Somebody who would have been like at least my parents' age and old enough to have been around to be able to decide to go see this in the theater when it came out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they had no idea what I was talking about. And it's 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 such a niche movie. Yeah. I hundred percent like it's super niche and it's very like um and I and I feel bad because I don't think it should be. I think it's worth more people knowing about it. Yeah. I, I absolutely I do agree. Think yeah, it deserves more people to know about it. Yeah, because I think I think it's it's a highly enjoyable movie. And out yeah. of you know just talking about this apocalypse trilogy, um, I also like really enjoy Prince of Darkness. But there's but Prince of Dar- I can I understand why a lot of people haven't seen Prince of Darkness. Right, like yeah. it's weird. There's a lot going on. Like oh gosh, I I get it. I get it. Why a lot of people ha- maybe haven't seen Prince of Darkness. But with with um. In the Mouth of Madness, it's a fairly straightforward story. I don't feel like it's too com- confusing or anything at all. But the twi- the twist at the end is great, where he like tears he tears the book, and you're like, oh, you're in a story, and then yeah. and then like the uh, this the 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 twist, you know, the screw at the end is he goes into a movie theater and he's uh-huh. watching the movie that he's in, and it's Sam Neill like laughing. He's like obviously descended into madness. <laughs> watching this movie of himself 
cackling yeah. maniacally at it. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. You know. I. Um. Well, that's gonna like kind of go into like canon talk, I guess, if we start like <laughs> delving too deep into that. But I loved that part when we when it got to the end. Um, Rick, my fiance, he just like he saw he was like no he he was just it was kind of that like no way moment that like that's what they did with it right of like that was good that that worked you know yeah. it's like he rips out of the book he sees what's inside the story when he's in the alleyway oh what it, this is what it was I remember um so when did you guys happen to notice this this was like a really when he's in the alley early on and he like sees like that that poster for the one book uh-huh. kind of um, torn and stuff, but he peels it back a little bit. There's nothing on there. But then later under all those posters is in the mouth of madness starring him. Yeah. Yeah. But like under it, it's like, this has already happened. Like this whole thing has happened already. Yeah. And it's like, they're both happening simultaneously. Yeah. And it's like that, like, you know, it's starring him. He's on these posters. Now, suddenly, <laughs> the cover of the book that he's in is under the cover of the book that he's investigating. <laughs> right. And it's like, oh, it's like, it's, it's, it's they act like, but that layer wasn't there until Sutter Kane wrote it, you know? But yeah. When I, I love when he goes back to Charlton Heston and the guy's like, Styles, I have no idea who you're talking about. And he's like, You sent her with me. And he's like, no, I sit you alone. I, I don't even know who Styles is, you know? And then he's like, he's like, we have to stop that book from being published. And Charlton yeah. Heston is like, that book's been out for months. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> There's a movie. There's a movie out about it, you know? Yeah, yeah and you're in it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, surprise, surprise. What are you talking about, dude? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, good stuff. You, guys, you guys have a head cannon? You want to go ahead? Or can I, can I tell do... a story? Please. Yes. Yeah. Is that okay, Katie? Yes, sir. It's short. Absolutely. Only because if, if it makes it in, if, it, if it's funny, then we can tag the guy and you won't get lost, I promise. Okay. Katie. If it's not Katie, funny, I'll just kind of. Be okay. It's okay. Which I just noticed that, like, Katie, before we started recording, was talking about her name. Sounded like a kid name. Mm-hmm. And then your Skype name is Ducky Duck One. Ducky Ducky. Ducky is my nickname. Yeah. Um, my okay. sister was a year old when I was born and she couldn't quite say Katie and it sounded more like Ducky. So by the time that's I was cool. three weeks old, that's that's been my nickname. <laughs> okay, I love it. Okay. Okay. Um I told you at the beginning that like I went to this soccer game, got my son my, my, my I got sunburned on my face. Later we went to McAllister's deli, like the sandwich place. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting with my family. And who who shows up? Uh, Katie is our buddy Todd Kenworthy. Okay, nice. Yeah, just took he just taken his son to his baseball practice or game or whatever. This is a man, Katie, that uh, we we've done, we did comedy sports for years with. We did uh, improv comedy. I know this guy very well. <laughs> I've just you know, like I've talked to him. I've met his wife and kid at some point. You know, <laughs> he's he doesn't see me. He sees the table in front of us, and he's talking to a gentleman. I need to pre- I need to give you some context. Like I'm a pretty extroverted person, and like us all, we probably have like a span of like we're sometimes we're introvert. Uh huh. And suddenly, like your introvert brain creates rules that you didn't even know existed in your head. 
So he's talking to this guy. I know this guy very well. I've seen him on vacations before. Like I've randomly seen him on vacation. And I was in a bathing suit and gave, and he was in a bathing suit. And like we gave each other a wet hug. <laughs> like, in water. You know, I was like, good to see you. Like this man is joyous. He's a great guy to talk to. He's talking to this table in front of us. And at some point, I, I'm not listening to the conversation. I'm, you know, I'm not going to be rude and do that. You know, I just hear like white noise. I hear Todd blah, 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 and the guy's like, blah, blah, blah. but then like I hear him go, blah, 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 blah. and then the man says, yeah, I've been doing some stage time here and there, you know, a, a couple of open mics. My introvert brain was suddenly like, that's similar to how I know Todd. And that is way too many people for him to su- types of people for him to suddenly talk to. <laughs> and I, so he was dead to me. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to look at this guy. He's going to suddenly go table to table and talk to me now. About talk like, to hey, everybody in the restaurant. Comedy. Uh-huh. And then like, what, like the next person behind us. <laughs> so did you say anything to him? Or did, no. Did, <laughs> so he didn't even know you were there? No, oh, maybe he did. I didn't say anything. Oh, that's hilarious. And it, it's funny. It was the introvert brain where it's, it hardwires into you like these are the rules now. He's already talked to someone with a similar background where he knows it in like a comedy world. Yeah. Right. I was like, he doesn't want to talk to another person about and ask me the same question. That's so funny. Because Katie, like Todd Kimworthy did comedy sports with Brent and I for years. He was uh-huh. in, like... And then I had another theater group in Indianapolis called Defiance Comedy, and he did stuff with us all the time. Like he's a he's a good friend of ours. That's really funny. Yeah, like Katie, do you know like pictures of babies? Um, in in general, his head head looks like it's a normal adult size head, Uh but it's like it's like he looks like he's a baby. He's adorable. So like he's like full on like Karate Kid. Yeah, he's got the Ralph Macchio going on, but he's. You know, one of my favorite Todd Kimworthy stories is, I don't, I don't know. He's, he's whatever. One time we, we were backstage before a show, like all getting dressed and everything. And he was sitting there in his underwear. Maybe the scene we had written, he had to be in his underwear. I forget it's why. It's already hilarious. It's a, Just but, like... but so, but so one of the actresses, one of the actresses in our show looks over and she like, just happens to glance at Todd's crotch and she starts laughing. She's like, that's hilarious that you put such a big rolled up sock in your underwear to give you like this giant bulge, right? (laughs) No, no, (laughs) no, that wasn't Todd. There was nothing. It was all Todd. Uh, So he, 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 to, he was like, he was like, uh, no, that's just me. And she was so embarrassed. It was oh, hilarious. No. It was so funny. <laughs> no, I would have been mortified if I yeah. made that comment and then was informed that I was in fact wrong. Yeah. I would have died. It was so spot. funny. It was so like, Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Todd no, that's me. Oh, so I was just admiring your junk just now. Ex- okay. Yeah, exactly. I see how it is. Yeah. Kill me now. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good guy. One of the best guys. Next week, we're going to be talking about 2017's Get Out. So make sure you check out that movie before next week. And as always, you can check us out on social media. Follow us on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Headcanon Podcast on Instagram 
at Head Cannon Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, and you can always follow along with the subreddit r slash horror movie pod. But so, do either of you want to go ahead with your headcanon, or I can go first? Doesn't matter to me. Okay, roll the dice. Roll I've got ball. two. you got two? you got... Well, okay, why don't you go first, and then also last? All right, here's my first one. Okay. Okay. It's, it's fun. It's lovely. It's bizarre, all right? Sutter Kane's final book is just a long description of Ryan Gosling's eyes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, I dig it. Yeah, <laughs> right. There's an indescribable beauty <laughs> like, yeah. indescribable. crawling out of his eyes. His insane <laughs> torture and insane creatures. Right, it drives you insane. Uh, yeah, that's, that's... <laughs> nice. Why are you gosling though? <laughs> because I thought it'd be funny. If, okay, because I thought it'd be funny if all he did was he wrote the notebook. But okay. then I thought that that would be too close to writing a book and that uh-huh. it wouldn't, the joke wouldn't, would, wouldn't come together as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I get that. I get that. I get it. Um, I kind of, I guess my headcanon isn't, it's not, I don't know. Oh, okay. So how it ends, it's like, I was like, I, I, I kind of, basically said already where like, you know, he ends and he's in the theater and he's mm-hmm. watching the movie that we just watched from the beginning where we saw it. And, um, and it's like, um, so he's like in this insane asylum and all of this stuff happens. And then it kind of, to me, like all I could think was the question of like, um, is this him? Is this his reality or is this him like kind of, um, realizing that he's insane. Right. You know, yeah. like I, which I feel like obviously is kind of part of like the, the like question that you're, you're with at the right. end. But I kind of like the idea of him not being insane. Like my headcanon is that he is not insane at yeah. all. Of course, all of this is real. Yeah. And he I is now it. the only sane person. And now he loses his mind. <laughs> and it's like, but, but my headcanon is now he's, he's got the power of the author because he knows what reality is. Oh, okay. Ooh. So he could rewrite it in his own image. Right. Nice. Exactly. Oh, cool. Yeah. So like, that's kind of my, cause like Sutter Kane is gone now. He's like in the deep, dark, whatever, you know? Yeah. And, 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 but Sutter Kane knew what was real and what wasn't. And yeah. he was writing this story. Right. But now like. Sam Neill, you know, action hero extraordinaire. <laughs> um, excuse me, I'm sorry. I just recently had pulled so. But, um, um, but Sam Neill now, he is he's the one, he knows where reality diverges from whatever is going on. Right. You know, and now that he's, and like the end like he's he's kind of losing his mind but not really and i think like in my head it's he's laughing because not because um he's crazy he's laughing because as he was trying to figure out what reality is he 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 now is in 
control of it. And oh, it's okay. like, it's the, I don't fucking want this. Right. What am I going to do with this? Are you joking me? This has to be the cruelest joke of all time. Now I am Sutter Kane. <laughs> right. kind of like in my head, it's like he is kind of taken in. He's the new person in the shoes. Yeah. Or in the right, at the writer's table. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, my, uh, my head cannon was just thinking about how he talked about how more people have read his books than the Bible. And that's why he gets to write reality and all that. And I was kind of looking stuff up about like the books that have sold more than any other books. And, uh, even more than Don Quixote, however you pronounce it, who sold like half a, half a billion books, right? 500 million books. Uh, Dr. Seuss has sold yes. over 700 million books globally. Right. So my headcanon is that Sutter Kane thinks he's accomplishing this great feat. But really, the person that opens the door is Dr. Seuss, because he sells more books than Sutter Kane does sooner than Sutter Kane. And the kids are all like uh, experiencing this Dr. Seuss reality. And he finally releases his his latest book, you know, which is like Cthulhu's Green Eggs and Ham. Which is how the the elder gods are all incubated in green eggs, obviously, right? Uh, of course. So the kids are reading, like, I will eat them in the void. I will eat them on a world destroyed. I will eat them with a shagath. I will eat them with Yog sothoth I will eat them in a tutu. I will eat them with Cthulhu. I do so love green eggs and ham. Thank you. Thank you, mother of a thousand lambs. And then they tear they tear reality open. And that's what lets the elder gods in into reality. Uh, Wild. Yeah, it's Theodore Geisel. Is Dr. Seuss? That's wild. <laughs> yeah, that's I wild. like it. So I like that because, like you said, like the Dr. Seuss has written or has sold way, way, way more than like anybody. Like I like that because, like Dr. Seuss is twisted. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. That shit's twisted. Yeah, it's weird. And, and he can flow. Already, he can flow. You know, the oh way, for sure. The way he writes, and yeah. It's like, if kids are already like reading this stuff and like he, like Sutter Kane was saying, he's like, I create reality because more people like reality is what we make it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if all the kids are already in the reality of Dr. Seuss, right. Then it's like Sutter Kane is just finally catching up to where the kids are already at. Yeah. Cause they believe. Yeah. They, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's wild. <laughs> I like that. So that's my head that's cannon. Good. Brent, what do you got? What's your, what's your final head cannon here? Mine's not as heady as your guys. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Thank you. Are you my doctor? <laughs> Did you prescribe my ADD meds? <laughs> I can't yet. I'm not allowed. I don't no. have a license. I think I might see you soon. You, you got my vibe. You got, I like it. All right, I got that. Um, I, I, uh, I, I, changed the, the way Sutter Kane writes. Okay. I said Sutter Kane, he doesn't write like like uh, fiction books per se. He writes um, magic eye 3D illusion books. No. You know where you see like an image and you stare at it long Yeah. Enough? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. His final book is published. <laughs> and in, this, in the movie, his final book gets published. <laughs> and everyone goes crazy because it's just one image of Sam Neill sticking his hand in dinosaur shit. <laughs> no! 
<laughs> and when you see it, you go mad. It just drives you insane. Where it's, is Jeff away from your eyes when you need it? <laughs> oh, man. I love it. <laughs> I like the 3D. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. That's wild. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I know we're over time here. I want to be respectful respectful of everyone's time. Include my, my kids are probably uh, ready to eat dinner. But is there anything else? Katie, is there anything you want to plug? Any place you want to direct people? Anything you guys want to cover before we wrap up here? Um, no, I'm boring. Um, <laughs> uh, Not at all. Everybody, you know, don't drink and drive. Um, don't. Don't um, read Sutter Kane books if you're mentally unstable. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't have like a, a crap ton of socials to plug yet. Um, I haven't even started writing my uh, my my narrative podcast that I'm yeah, yeah. doing. Well, let us know but when you like, when you get the podcast up and running. Let us know. We'll have you back on. We'll plug that. I will. I appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> this has been fun. Yeah, it I has. Was absolutely. So excited about this. Worth it. Yeah. I feel like yeah. we went like. 8,000 directions. Is that okay? None of them what, we, what was like on topic, <laughs> but that's what makes it great. Yeah, oh. those are the best episodes, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Glad you had a good time. Yeah. Absolutely. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, thank you. Thank you again, uh, Katie. It's been a pleasure. And thank you everyone for listening at home or work, wherever you may be. This has been yeah. Head Cannon. Yeah! Oh,